This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. As far as the launch vehicle is concerned, all aspects from there on down will be automatic, run by the ground master computer here in the firing room. T-minus 15 seconds, guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9, ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff, 32 minutes past the hour, liftoff on Apollo 11. Tower cleared. We got a roll program. Neil Armstrong reporting the roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. Double spared no expense whatsoever on that introduction now now Stephen, this is a very serious moment in american history the first right. time that a man was put on the moon person person tim come on oh excuse me the first time a a person a human person was put on the moon take this seriously Stephen. okay i'll try i'm, I'm trying i'm trying it's a very serious time you're right i mean it's you know 50 years since a person stood on the moon um sean What's your experience? I mean, this is a big moment, as Tim says, you know, very serious. 50 years since man landed on the moon. What is the Sean Priest version of events here? Yeah, it was all right. Perfect. <laughs> Double Tap Canada. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. Yes, it is I, Stephen Scott, back with you again, having some fun this week. Well, we do try. Uh, Sean Priest is indeed here, uh, having a bit of, well, fun at the expense of the moon. You find the moon funny, Priest, do you? No, no, not at all. Of course, it's an amazing achievement that never really happened. Oh, conspiracy theory. you're one of those, are you? Oh, come on. <laughs> Tim Schwartz is here. Come on, Tim. This is a big deal for you. I mean, see this. This is your country we're talking about here. You got there first. I mean, aside the monkeys and everyone else. <laughs> I was going to say, besides just rocket ships and monkeys and and, and dogs and, dogs the dog, and yeah, whatever dog else, is... 
yes, we, we did get there first, thankfully, just just barely. But uh, yeah, it's a big deal, and it's and it's a neat thing, and uh, it's amazing that it's been 50 years. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, 50 years it is, um, and you know, it is a big deal. I must admit, I always think, you know, as much as I'd love to visit the moon, I think, wouldn't it just be really disheartening for everyone involved, for us three, to, to get to the moon, and it'd be like, so where's Earth? Um, <laughs> can't really see it. Uh, should have brought my monocular with me, really. Um, yeah, there's, there's not many things to bump into, though, is there? You're not going to fall over street furniture and all that, so it might Upsides. be quite cool. Um, yep. uh, you say that, but there's so much junk left on the moon by us and other countries. So typical Americans. You, you may, you yeah. may be. Oh, yeah, typical Americans. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bag of chips and a sofa and a remote control, probably. You know. I was thinking that, yeah, there's probably, like, leftover fast food wrappers up there and, you know, the flag they planted. I, mean, I must say, I, I, I kind of tend to bend a little bit towards a conspiracy theory, if I'm honest. I kind of think, really, um, Live from Studio 5 did a poll on this and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm they're doing it on Twitter and I just think, I, I wonder if it was faked. You know, I kind of, I of do. Of course, wonder. it wasn't. I mean, no, I'm I, joking. I think, you know, is is so it fifty ridiculous. years? Is it fifty years since man walked on the moon, or fifty years since Hollywood did its first live stream? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, the technology behind it is amazing, and uh, you know, there's there's certain myths or legends around it that the computer, the computer power. That, that powered the whole mission was like what we would carry around on a digital watch in the 70s or something ridiculous like that. It's amazing that they actually made it happen. And of course it did happen. And all the nonsense about, oh, the flag was flapping in the wind, but there is no wind on the moon. I mean, it wasn't the wind. It was just movement in the flag anyway. They didn't extend the pole enough and there was just a wrinkle in it. There's so many of these ridiculous theories about how it didn't happen. And uh, of course it did. And all joking aside, it is amazing. I wouldn't have done it, I'll tell you that much. What I want to know is if we went there today, <laughs> no, so sorry, many Tim. different sorry, places. Sorry, that... sorry. He, he wouldn't do it. Tim, this guy doesn't leave a shed on well, any day I mean. of the week. And you, you're saying, oh, I mean, I wouldn't have gone to the moon. Really? Yeah, really? You wouldn't <laughs> just, have gone to the moon? In case there's any doubt. All right? I'm just I just putting it out there. I'm not available. Okay, well, that's yeah, we're well aware. Sorry, Tim, yes. on you go. <laughs> No, what I want to know is with so many places that it seems to be popping up and appearing here lately, can I get Ira on the moon? Ira on the moon. Well, you know, they're going everywhere else, aren't they? So, I mean, you know, the moon yes, might exactly. be a sensible place. Yeah. I'm going to say this, just one more thing about the conspiracy theory. You know, you talk about, uh, you know, the technology that was used. I'm going to tell you something. In 2019, I can barely get a phone signal in my back bedroom of my house and you're telling me that in 1969, they were able to broadcast live from the moon. Yes, but you're not a member of NASA, are you? You know, you're just a, an ordinary pleb. Whereas if you were part of the military or part of the NASA space program, you would, of course, have a signal in your back bedroom. Anyway, look, I know, that's not a euphemism. I know, thank you. Uh, I, I know that Tim is trying to move this conversation on, uh, and he, he did it beautifully there. I tried. I really yeah, tried to he, give he you a segue. He was trying desperately to drag me off this particular Very nightmare. Very professional. Um, but yes, uh, we are going to talk about Ira this week. We're also going to talk a bit more about space, actually, because uh, I did a, a report on this um, a couple of years back, actually, about uh, a new project that's underway, or wasn't new at the time, anyway, um, by a, a, one of these... I'm going to use technical terms, but like a space rockety thing that's kind of hovering in space. 
I, I, listen, I don't want to. <laughs> so I don't want to upset people here or use the wrong language or you know maybe put people off uh, with my expert knowledge. Satellite. So it's not a satellite, is it? Oh, it is. Yes, you know, you're right. It is a satellite. Yeah, it's one of those rockety things. <laughs> And it's, it's kind of going round and round and round and round, and it's gathering lots of information. And what they've done is, back here on Earth, what they've done is they've turned that information into audio. So the data they're getting, they've turned it into audio. And the idea is it's so we can hear what it sounds like in space. Now, you can take what you want from this, but it's an interesting idea nonetheless. It does get, get, come up with some amazing sounds. Uh, that this data's produced. We're going to hear about that later on the show. But yes, we are going to talk about uh, Ira, because Ira back here on Earth. Don't think they're on the moon yet, Tim. But I wouldn't be surprised if it happened soon. Well, there's lots of interesting stuff going on with Ira, <laughs> and we're going to kick off with a story that um, you've been following, because of course at the recent conventions that have been taking place uh, in America in particular, there have been lots of talk around uh, Ira and uh, Tim, uh, a, a partnership with Bose? Yes, and this is so exciting because this is something that I will take a stand and say that this was announced and and given as an idea the first time right here on this show that Ira, with their partnership with Bose for using the Bose frames in audio, which we did discuss that where, where they would use just the audio portion of Bose with your phone's camera to give you additional audio uh, feedback, they are now talking with Bose about the next version of Bose frames adding a camera you're welcome that's right i think that was my idea tim i just said it was heard on this show i didn't say by whom but yes i believe it was your idea thank you or mine. thank you um i think i've said this a few times guys i'm just saying but i think there's more than once i've said it's about time with a camera <laughs> and a pair of glasses so you know if anyone's stealing ideas here it's from me Oh, jump on the bandwagon. Why don't you, well, Stephen? I, I think I can find, find one. It's, it's on record that it was my idea. But either way... Well, you are old enough. Right. Stop it. It's on 8-track. <laughs> Listen. <clears throat> hey, I was it's... the one that's been saying that uh, Apple will be bringing out their own type of, of AR glasses soon, and you guys scoffed at me. I, I did not. I believe Stephen did say it would be 2020 because of the vision reference. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Yes, Tim. Mm. That's quite all right, Stephen. Anyway. Um, right. Be quiet. The the Bose thing is great news because, I mean, we have talked about it in the last episode, the problem that some people are having with the new Horizon glasses. And it's not only that, the cost of the Ira glasses on top of the subscription service anyway, you know, it is quite a large amount. It's pricey. So any other um, product, video camera, glasses, product in this market is fantastic. So uh, with the price point of the Bose with the audio-only version, which you bought, Tim, uh, I thought they were really well-priced. So obviously it's going to be more expensive with a camera. We're talking uh, more battery power needed and and more engineering involved. So they're going to be at higher price, but it will be competitive and it's going to be cheaper than maybe the Ira version and maybe as it is a partnership they will just be um bundled with the ira service anyway well hang on hang on this is what i'm wanting to find out here right so you're saying tim that the story you've heard is that ira and bose are working together not on these glasses but bose i guess are developing them but ira is working with them to say look you know here's here's one way of using it that's the impression i'm getting and what is the plan here? Is, is it to roll this out maybe in the next year or so, or is it is it coming sooner than that? Do you know any more? 
I unfortunately don't know anymore. What I saw was an announcement that they made on Twitter during the conventions, and they just said that uh, they have been working with Bose to bring a camera to the Bose frame. So I don't know if Ira is actually getting input into that process or if Bose is saying, you know what? This is such a great thing that you've got you guys have here with Ira. So we're going to add a camera to our next version and make sure that that's accessible and works well with Ira. Uh, that that's my best guess is that it's just both saying the next version of the frames will have a camera and we will make sure to have that available for Ira users. That's that's my best uh, understanding of it. And they are working close together on that partnership. So the, it sounds like it's something that's just going to be down the line, whether that'll be later this year, what it'll be, whether it'll be next year. My guess will probably be next year yeah. because unless they've had these in development already, which wouldn't surprise me, but otherwise they, they would you know have to have some time for development of this. So I would guess probably another year, but either way, Whenever it is, this is something that, as you guys know, I love the Bose frames so much. And this is the one thing that I think adds so much versatility to it. That by the time it comes out, then Apple will have theirs and Google will probably bring out another one. But either way, I I think it's really good news. Yeah, I think this is the first shot across the bow, really, isn't it, for this kind of technology, for this new style of wearable tech. I think next year is the year for this, uh, for sure. Because uh, once Apple do it, they'll all follow. If... uh, and actually, that's mm-hmm. in some respects, it's kind that's of the wrong way around. Yeah, because normally yeah. Apple wait a couple of years. And and you know what? I read an article this week that does suggest that it's not going to happen next year. The biggest issue is around the weight of the glasses because the batteries required for them would mean that it, it would be still quite heavy. They've also got to look good as well. And if, I mean, if, if it's a product that you're going to wear, uh, it's got to look good. So there's lots of issues around it that I think are, are yet to be resolved. I mean, who knows? These are all rumours. Um, there are many articles, competing articles, that are saying it'll be out next year. We just have to wait and see. But I think this is good news from Bose. Now, I, I know we've got uh, some comments from lots of emails this week we want to get to and uh, some calls as well. Uh, Beth has been in touch on this very topic. Hi again, guys. I am enjoying Ira. I am not using it outdoors yet. I'm using it in the house because I am trying to find a lanyard that I like, which is as adjustable as I need it to be. It's called a, what I'm looking at, they're called dry bags. They're waterproof, which I'm not going to go snorkeling or sky uh, skydiving. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, snorkeling or uh, whatever that other sport, scuba diving. But... Uh, it's, it's a nice idea for if you're out in the rain, of course. But I haven't found anything that I like yet for outdoor use. I have one for indoor use, which I like the fact that it's a long lanyard and that it, it, it can't be adjusted, but that doesn't matter because I'm going to be using it in the house anyway and to take my phone with me from room to room. But if any of you have any ideas about a very adjustable dry bag, please please let us know. I had Sprint first, and if you want to keep your sanity, I would beg you guys, do not go with Sprint. Their customer service is terrible, and so is, at least in my location, so is their cell quality. So now I've got Verizon, and it's going extremely well with my iPhone XR in the house, and I'm sure it will when I start doing my outside stuff too, so... 
Them is my thoughts on the matter. And I also did have trouble with the Wi-Fi with the uh, with the Ira Horizon kit also. And uh, the I believe the Horizon kit used yeah the Horizon kit used Verizon. Horizon used Verizon. How about that? I'm a poet and I know it. But for some reason it just did not uh, did not work. And I think frankly that it's because the iPhone is so much better than Android. There, I said it. And I believe it. So there. Wow. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. Thank you, Beth. Getting into some controversial water there. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned uh, Sprint and you mentioned Verizon. Of course, there's a US network. Not a problem for Canadians. Um, so, yeah, let's just leave that one right there. Um, Not a problem for me. I don't have either one. So. There you go. Um, so, <laughs> uh, interesting. I mean, it's, it's good to, to know that it's being used out there. Uh, more internationally, though, uh, Ira is is reaching out. Uh, we're, we've seen it launch, of course, in Canada, but also in New Zealand and Australia as well, I believe. Um, but not the UK yet, and that's something that uh, Gordon has emailed us about this week. Hello, team. I've got a question about Aira and a story about how I'm using an alternative. First of all, do you have any idea when Aira will actually be available in the UK? Over a year ago, they announced they were beginning trials and training, which I think they said was expected to take around six months. We've still heard nothing. Is there a problem? If so, what is it? Secondly, even when Aero does become available, I'm sure it will be beyond the financial resources of many visually impaired people. With this in mind, and because it still isn't available here except in a limited number of places like Heathrow Airport, I recently decided to try an alternative. My wife bought me a phone holder which I can hang around my neck. It wasn't expensive and is really just an adjustable rubber band with a rubber rectangle which has four small loops at the corners. These loops hold my phone which then hangs on my chest, leaving my hands free. I then call a volunteer ad be my eyes who can guide me through whichever outdoor activity I need help with. In my case, that's usually finding my way once I've got lost. I'll admit it is a bit of a nuisance having to untangle the phone from the holder to call a volunteer and then replace the phone in the holder. But I'm hoping voice control with iOS 13 will make this a lot easier. Even with this hassle factor, though, it works really well. The author day I called a volunteer who was able to navigate me down my street, avoiding parked cars on the pavement and wheelie bins which had been left out for collection. The volunteer also got me to my doorstep, something which navigation aids like Blind Square and Soundscape are unable to do since they always cut out when I am close to my destination but not actually there. We all know Be My Eyes is a fantastic app, and I am using it more now I've started using it this way. If the task I need to accomplish is likely to take a while, I always check with the volunteer that they can spare the time. So far, all of them have been happy to spend 10 or 15 minutes helping me out. I'd still like to know if and when error is ever going to be widely available in the UK, but I thought your listeners might like to know there is a low-cost alternative. I'm off for a walk now. I may be gone sometime. Gordon Anthony in Livingston. <laughs> Thank you, Gordon. Uh, now, uh, Sean, you did get in touch with Ira, I believe, to find out uh, what's happening in regards to uh, whether or not it's coming to the UK anytime soon. I did, but sadly, I didn't get much information. Pretty much it was, it's something we're looking into and stay tuned. So, yeah, there's no rock-solid information of actual dates of when it's coming. So it is a slightly disappointing and annoying because it was quite a while ago, as Gordon said, that it was announced that it would be coming, and since then we've heard nothing. Mm, okay. Um, just a quick one, uh, Tim, regarding the uh, question, because, of course, this kind of ties in a little bit. We're looking for free options here, and that's what Gordon's found with B my 
eyes. Um, but Ira have announced, I believe this week, that they're going to be launching a free tier of their service. This could be useful to Beth. Yeah, absolutely be useful to Beth. And from what Gordon describes, I don't know about that being a dry bag, but that might be something she would want to try for her lanyard uh, question. So what Ira has announced is not necessarily a free tier or a separate tier for free. It will be something that will be added to all the existing tiers where they're going to offer a certain amount of free time every day. So I don't know that what that'll be, but it'll most likely, I would guess, probably 5, 10, 15 minutes of time for you to use every day for basic tasks around the house. So like what Beth was talking about mm. with just doing some, some simple tasks around the house, uh, no matter what tier of virus service you have, you will have a certain amount of free time or free minutes that won't count against your monthly service that you can use on a daily basis for around the house use. Cool. Confusing. Too confusing. No, Too many that makes tiers. Sense to me. IRA access in different locations. Too confusing. Don't need it. It's not a new tier though. How is that confusing? Listen, because people don't know how listen, many minutes they got. We're running out of time. Sorry, we are running no, out of time, confusing. and you two are just going to argue the whole way through, and we'll be here all night, and AMI hate us already, <laughs> so let's not go any further. Um, now, look, uh, if you do have a, an answer to Beth's question about the dry bags, uh, I mean, I, I've seen loads of these online, I mean, the, but I guess the question is how good are they? I guess check the reviews, Beth, but if you want us to do the work, fine, I'm happy to help. Um, so, you know, feedback at AMI. Dot .ca is our email address. Right, look, uh, we started the show uh, talking about the moon landings. Uh, 50 years since Neil Armstrong walked on the moon, it's an incredible achievement, of course. Um, but what about space uh, for us as blind people? I mean, it, it, it's something that, you know, even even the, the, the best sighted and most sighted person in the world would struggle to fully fathom. Um, but if you've no sight at all, how do you experience it? Well, there's a program which is uh, designed to help. Since the dawn of time, mankind has sought an answer to an undying question. Are we alone? Now, humans possess the technology to solve this mystery, and we will shift their gaze to the stars. This is the search for exoplanets. This is TESS. NASA's TESS spacecraft blasted off from Earth in a search for new planets that could support life. TESS lifted off from Cape Canaveral in Florida, riding a SpaceX Falcon rocket. The transiting exoplanet survey satellite will spend two years scouring 85% of the sky and hundreds of thousands of its brightest stars. It's the dream of many to view the planets up close and see what these giants look like. But for many of us, including myself, I can only really imagine what they look like based on what others tell me and how they're described. Even if a visually impaired person was inside a rocket heading for a nearby planet, the view wouldn't be clear enough to really get a hold on what was passing by. However, TESS has a rather interesting feature which, although has no bearing or intent to be beneficial to blind people, actually, in a strange way, is.
that sound you are hearing is a planet. Yes, a planet. Jupiter, in fact. Now, to do this, TESS, along with other spacecraft in NASA's fleet, they have instruments on board that are capable of capturing radio emissions. That sound you just heard was created from data received from the Galileo spacecraft back in 1996, when it made the first flyby of Jupiter's largest moon, Ganymede. As you can hear, when scientists convert this data to sound waves, the results are incredible, if not a little eerie. That's the sound of lightning taking place on Jupiter as the spacecraft passes by in its gravitational field. And here's the sound of stardust passing by Comet Temple 1. Saturn is also a source of pretty intense radio emissions, which were most recently monitored by the Cassini spacecraft. The radio waves are closely related to the auroras near the poles of the planet, these auroras are very similar to Earth's northern and southern lights. These sounds really do seem to resonate with me, based on the stories of how space, the solar system and planets themselves look. The sound gives the impression of wide open space with a seemingly endless depth, they give me the impression of bright and vivid colour and deep darkness, as well as a landscape forever changing and on the move. NASA's new satellite TESS is about the size of a washing machine and will scan the stars for signs of periodic dimming, which may mean that planets are orbiting around them. It's hoped that TESS will find around 20,000 exoplanets, planets outside our solar system, with more than 50 expected to be Earth-sized. There are already 3,700 exoplanets that we know of, with another 4,500 on the not-yet-verified list. Tess is looking for the ones that are Earth-like and close enough to allow scientists to study them further. They're particularly interested in those in the so-called Goldilocks or habitable zone of a star, where the temperature is just right enough for water and therefore human life. Once Tess has discovered the planets, strong telescopes will be used to learn more about them looking for signs such as oxygen, methane, carbon dioxide and water vapour. So aside the potential, what about the cost? Well, this mission by NASA was inexpensive by space exploration standards at a cool $423 million. And the great news is, the launch went without a hitch. Stay tuned, lots to talk about on Double Tap. We've got your calls and emails coming up. Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada. Welcome back. This is Double Tap Canada and it's Stephen, Tim and Sean this week. Now, of course, as you guys know, this is a technology show. So that's why last week I talked about the strangest food I'd ever eaten, which, of course, was, if you weren't here last week or didn't get a chance to hear it, it was sugar on chicken. Awful. It was different. 
I'll Terrible. say that. Uh, well, we did ask you to get in touch and tell us your strangest food, and uh, we did get uh, ask you to get in touch on feedback at ami.ca and also giving us a call on one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. Beth has been in touch. Hello, everybody. Hey. You raised a very interesting question on the Double Tap Canada I'm just listening to. Now, I've never had the chicken and waffles, but I'll tell you what I did have the other day. Mm-hmm. I had strawberry yogurt soup. <sighs> yes, you heard me right. Strawberry yogurt soup, a cold soup, very thick consistency, but there weren't pieces of strawberry in it. It was just a very thick consistency. And it was absolutely delicious. I wish it hadn't been so sweet. But it was so good. So there you go. I'll bet that's one of the strangest ones any of you have ever heard of. Keep up the great work, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, I thank you, Beth, I think. (laughs) No, Um, wait. No, wait. Sorry. No, I've got an issue here. So... It was cold, it was thick, so why was it soup? It's just strawberry yogurt in a bowl then, isn't it? What made it soup? Depending on how thick it is, I guess it wouldn't be soup, it would just be yogurt in a bowl, yes, but I'm I'm guessing that it's <laughs> lesser consistency than yogurt. I've had something similar, it wasn't called strawberry yogurt, yogurt or yogurt, yogurt. Oh, for the Thank love. You. Queen's English, please, Tim. <sighs> You're sure. a professional. So anyway, it wasn't strawberry Yogurt or yogurt soup, but I've had a strawberry bisque, which is very similar. Because a bisque oh, is come on, what is that? I thought a bisque was a fish. A bi- what am I thinking a of? A bisque is a cold soup. I don't know what you're thinking of. All right, Mr. Laddie Da, Gordon Ramsay over here. Yeah. I don't know what a bisque is. <laughs> you know what a biscuit is, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, listen, if you've uh, had some strange food, then yeah, do. Um, no, no, please no, no, don't. No, no, I'm keeping this please going don't because. Get... No. I think we should create the world's worst restaurant. Um, the, we're creating the world's worst tech show here. <laughs> don't get in touch about the worst food you've had, please. <laughs> Oh, if only we could be called the world's worst. Um, at least we get an award for something. Um, right, let's um, let's talk. Let's change tack and actually, for once, talk tech. Right, Greg's been in touch. Greg's very serious. Hi, Tappers. Regarding your discussion on conferences, CSUN is a conference of it professionals and provides an opportunity to meet and talk with developers who will likely impact our lives as blind folks on a daily basis. If podcasters consider themselves to be professional at journalists, it may well be worth the investment of time and treasure to participate. Trade shows might offer fewer breaking news opportunities for a journalist. I don't recall you ever mentioning the JAWS Picture Smart feature. Maybe it's well worth a demonstration. Regarding JAWS versus NVDA and Narrator, if you need to do advanced mathematics or most science work, at this time Narrator and NVDA fall woefully short. Rest in peace, Windows Eyes. Respectfully, Greg. Well, well there we go. I mean, that, that, this comes back to the age-old argument, isn't it? No, it's, it's always that something versus something in our world. Um, and yeah, in the tech world in general, I think there's always versus something. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Um, you know, for for a long time we talked Apple versus Android, of course Apple won, and um, now yeah. we're saying now we're saying <laughs> Jaws versus Narrator, which is really it's a really difficult one because it's a paid for product versus something that's free. But the difficulty is that the free is actually starting to pick up. Okay, it's not to the level of, but it's getting closer to where. The, yeah, the, the, the paid for version is. Sorry to interrupt oh, there, Stephen. Here we go. I'm used to, to interrupt you during your flow, but no. 
I actually think it's easy. It's a simple choice. You pick the tool that can do the job you need it to do. So, uh, like Greg mentioned, something specialised like mathematics or formula. Can Narrator handle that? Nope. Well, it's off the list. Can NVDA handle that? Nope. Mm. It's off the list. So that just leaves you, you know, whatever else you've got. So if it can't do it, then it's immediately not an option for you anyway. Now, all of the screen readers can handle general computer tasks. For me, that's all I really need. Read emails, browse the web. Uh, in my case, work with my audio editing program. So I do have choice there. But if there is something specialised that something like Jules handles better than all the others, then really there is no choice, is there? Tim, any thoughts on this? I mean, because it's difficult, isn't it? Because we've had this conversation so many times. Um, but Greg does bring up some interesting points. Yeah, Greg does bring up a lot of good points on this, and we have kind of beaten the dead horse on this with, you know, Apple versus really Android and NVDA versus. <laughs> we really should stop doing that. Um, Android versus. Uh... <laughs> Put him off, though. Go on, Tim. You carry on. Oh, sorry about that. No, carry the, on, Tim. The, the competition between Jaws and NVDA and, and all these other things, compare, contrast. We do it to death every single week, and we will continue to. But. Um, Good. But but no, Greg is, Greg is right. There are certain things, certain tasks that you, you do want to use a more advanced uh, system for, and sometimes those may cost money. Now, uh, to his point about the picture this feature on JAWS, he's absolutely right. That does merit probably a demonstration. So, Stephen... Good job. I'm glad that you volunteered to do that for us. Very what? nice of you eh? to do that. What? Well, you know, Sean well doesn't done. use JAWS. He uses NVDA. So so I'm, I'm so glad that you volunteered. <sighs> but uh, but no, the picture of this feature is very, very nice. That's very similar to seeing AI where you can get descriptions of images online. And uh, not, yeah, well, similar, similar is a loose ish. word, yes. It's similar as is narrator to Jaws. There we go. I'm just saying. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's similar <laughs> in the sense that it's got a little bit of the capability to understand images. I'll be honest. You know, I, I put a picture. I think it was like of the, the U.S. presidential hopeful guy, Joe, or Joe Biden. So I did a search on, on that particular picture because I thought, okay, he's a famous man. People will know who he is on the computer. At least I'd hope would know who he was. And it said, because um, he was standing, I think, in front of the White House. So it said grey-haired man in front of white building. Well, that's spot on. Well, that's pretty good. It's it, it, Yeah, it's, it's accurate. Yes, exactly. It is accurate. But the flip side to that is, of course, that it's not telling me anything about who it is. And this is one of the problems I have. So when we're doing blogging or if I'm doing any work and I require an image for something, it's one of the hardest things because trying to download an image independently and trust what yeah, it is... Never trust it. Uh, if only it had, you know, you've got to be if so only careful. It said... Old man with white hair hugging someone who felt uncomfortable. You would have known exactly who it was. Oh, that's political. Listen, I'll, I'll go so far as to talk about strange food, but I'm not doing politics on this show. You're not doing politics <laughs> on the show. Sure. Listen to Sean Fox News Priest over there. Um, <laughs> yes. No, I, I, I think, um, I think that, that it's, it's a great feature. I'm glad they're bringing it in. I hope they develop it more. Interestingly, and actually I think this would be a really interesting comparison, and I may do this actually for the next show, is to compare it to the narrator version, oh. which actually does use the seeing AI approach. How does that compare? Take the same image, put them side by side. I feel a little test coming oh, on. I'm looking forward to it, although I can say they'll be exactly the same. Right, well... I don't know about Spo that, but spoiler see, alert. You did okay, right, after yeah, all. Well done. I've got an idea, Tim, right? So if, if that's the case, fine. If it's not, you have to eat chicken with sugar on it. 
you, you're determined to get me to do this, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, we'll see. I'm not sure about that one. You'll love it, Sean. <laughs> now, my question is: Wait, was it regular sugar, refined sugar, or confectionery oh, sugar? God. Oh, I don't. I don't. I call it icing like sugar, like powdered powdered sugar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, the granules have to be really small <sighs> so that it will stay on the chicken. Tech show, tech. Yeah, show. this was powdered sugar, tech so that's show. totally different than just regular Technology sugar. Technology show, tasteless sugar. Right, moving yes. on. <laughs> How about CSUN? So uh, Greg's point about the um, oh, yeah, more yeah, yeah, interacting yeah. with developers at CSUN. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, this is a good one because, I mean, yeah, do podcasters consider themselves journalists? I mean, I think if, any, if we turned up and suggested yes. that, we'd be laughed out of the room. But <laughs> mm. I think it's probably true, in, in all seriousness, actually, I think it's probably true that we, because we get the word out to people, I guess that's kind of what we do. Um, and it is important that these conferences are reported on. You look at something like CES, Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, which is tons of, of uh, news crews and people watching it all day long. Whereas something like CSUN, you get a little bit of information out of. Uh, and actually, when you go along to these events, especially a lot of these accessible events, like Site Village I was at recently, you get so much information. And you think, oh, I wish there was a way of getting that out there to more people. And then I remember, I'm on a podcast and on a radio show. So, yeah, we could do that. Um, <laughs> I, think it, I think it's just a case that CSUN has got to a point where it is um, a big name you know, that is the exhibition to go to. Yeah, that's And because one. of that, you will get the bigger players. You will get Microsoft, probably not Apple, but you will get the big uh, mainstream players that will show up there. And they're less likely to show up in more of the, um, let's say, outsider um, specialized tech events. And Stevie Wonder always turns up as well. Oh, I know. He does. Oh, he's a dream, isn't he? My boss, my, my old boss, right? He was standing, at, he was at CSUN in San Diego, I think it was at the time. I think it still is there. Um, but he was at uh, the CSUN place, um, and standing next to him is a guy asking about some piece of technology, and he's just like, that's Stevie Wonder. That, but how did he know? I mean, did he just guess? Or was he singing Superstition? Well, Stevie Wonder has actually uttered words in his life that, when he wasn't <laughs> singing. So I think he was aware of the sound of Stevie Wonder's voice. Okay. Well, That's plus incredible probably the 15 idea. security guards he had around him. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Being bundled exactly. to the ground saying, stay away from Mr. Wonder. It was a bit and, of a giveaway. And, you know, there was a piano there. Uh, you know, all, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, God bless you, no, Stevie. Yeah, exactly. Come on yeah. the show. Honestly, he, Stevie would never turn up on any show, but I bet he'd come on this oh, one. Oh, he's a I bet, listener. I, I bet he'd tell. come on this show. Yeah, I bet he would. He did the listen. iPhone commercial, so we, we should be able to get him on, right? Yeah. Anyway. I suppose we should really get back to the, the emails uh, because we've, we've got lots and lots of emails and calls as well, Sean. Is that right? Yep. And here's one from Michael uh, aimed at you, Tim. Brace yourself. Oh. Uh-oh. Hey, it's Michael. And this feedback message is for... What am I calling for? Oh, yeah. Double Tap Canada with hey. Tim and Stephen and... Uh... Oh. <laughs> anyway, wanted to call you guys and give you guys a quick heads up and let you know that... You know, you can pick up a Pixel M, I'm going to butcher this, it's a Pixel AX, I think, or XA. Anyways, it's the lower version of Google's Pixel phone uh, for $390 or $349, I think, is where they start out. Of course, you can find them on sale. And that does come with uh, TalkBack, because obviously TalkBack is produced by Google. Uh, and I just wanted to, to make that slight correction in this latest show because I do know that Tim said that it was a, um, that it might not have been the original TalkBack uh, software that came with the lower end Android phones. However, that is 
Right. Incorrect. And I do ah. really appreciate the fact that you guys are not – well, you're primarily iOS uh, fans, it looks like, but you're open to exploring other technologies. And that BAM that you got, Stephen, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. But, like, oh, that's his name, Sean. Yeah, like Sean <laughs> hey. mentioned. Uh, you know, I'm a little concerned that it might not work out for my needs, but going to one of these conferences and then – um, enjoying myself uh, in the most appropriate way possible, oh, and yeah. I did say the most appropriate way possible uh, to test some of these devices might be a, a good choice. But mainly, I'm kind of interested to see what type of, and I don't know if you guys have thought of this, of course, there's the Apple, or people predicting um, Apple's going to be releasing some VR stuff and whatnot for 2020. See? I'm interested to see what type of assistive yes. technology for the blind and visually impaired comes out, uh, most especially at CSUN 2020, because, of course, playing on that vision aspect. Hey. So, uh, just my two cents, an amazing show. Tim, Stephen, and Sean, really appreciate you guys, and I'm loving this content. Have an awesome day. Hey. Oh, thank, thank you, you Michael. Um, uh... Michael? Michael. Thank you. Michael. Yeah. Now, that Michael. is both my favorite message and yet my least favorite message that we've ever received. <laughs> because he remembers my name and Stephen's name and has yep. absolutely no clue who Sean is until later. He has an afterthought, which that's kind of how we think about Sean, right? Is an afterthought. Yeah. I think so. I can yeah. live with that. Yeah. Yes, you can live with that. As long as you're thought about, you don't care if it's before, during, exactly. or after. Exactly. There were thoughts in there. Yeah. But, but that being said, he, he lists my name first each time. So I, I like that. But Terrible. his slight correction to my incorrect mis mistake of information. Well, see, see, Michael, this is why I use the word Android phone, not Google or Pixel phone. I, I was very specific in my wording to say some lower end Android phones may not have passive aggressive version of talkback. And yes, the Pixel 3a, which is what I believe he was talking about, that just came out earlier this year, does have the native talkback because, of course, like Michael said, it is a Google Pixel phone. But no, I was referring more to the other brands of generic Android operating system phones not made by Google. But either way, yes, thank you. Thank you for that message, Michael, for clarification, as it were. I could feel the anger. There's no anger. Oh, it's got, it's got I have a huge yeah. smile on my face through that whole thing, and it's not angry. Yeah. <laughs> Jerk. I mean, uh. no. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much. That no, no, was, no. I'll say, it, I'll great. say it on behalf of the guys uh, because you know it was hilarious. You, you laughed at Sean. Uh, well, we laughed at Sean uh, you, because you forgot his name. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you criticised Tim. Uh, I'm all for that, and you left me out of it. So I'm, I'm absolutely fine with. Well, it. he didn't actually leave you out of it because he did mention the 2020, you know, smart glasses reference, uh, which has My been idea. your thing. I will give you that. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, look, it's an interesting time. Going back to the Ira and Bose partnership, um, Ira definitely want to get out of the business of handling the hardware. You know, that's not their thing. They want to be just the service behind it. So the quicker they can get out of having to muck around with glasses and the Horizon update and all that stuff, the better for them. Um, so I think yeah. that is the next logical step, not just for Ira, but for technology in general. It is going to be the smart glasses. I don't think the technology is there yet. I don't think the battery life is there, and I don't think the miniaturization needed is there yet to make it anything less than a nerdy VR headset. But we'll wait and see. 
Yeah, I've seen a few of these headsets that kick around. And, you know, I really do applaud the companies for what they're trying to do. But the problem is that you would not walk around a town wearing these things. No, no. Uh, they need to be just like sunglasses so or glasses. Until then, they're not going to take off. That's why I'm intrigued that Bose is going to be adding a camera to the Bose frames because the Bose frames are so nice as just sunglasses. So if they can find yeah. a non-intrusive way of adding a camera to it, that would be fantastic. And hopefully, like we said, that Apple will do this. And Google has brought out another version of Google Glass earlier this year for enterprise uh, customers only. So I'm sure they'll be bringing out one for everyone in the next year or so. So this is something that every company is trying to lean towards. But again, the Bose Frames version of it really intrigues me just for the purpose of it being sunglasses. Yeah, but it's great because you live in America. You live in the land of milk and Trump, right? So you've got these things there. Um, I don't. And that's the only issue I've got with Ira at the minute, Uh, same as Gordon earlier, who said, you know, where is it? It's not in the UK yet, so that's a problem for me. Communication Um, is what we need. Well, the thing is that, yeah, we do need communication. We need to know what's happening. And, you know, I tweeted them just personally uh, maybe a few months back, and I got pretty much the same response as you, Sean, which yeah. was, well, no no information yet. And there has there have been ongoing trials. Um, so the only thing I can think of is they haven't come up with a deal yet with a carrier that can take it. That's the only thing I can think of. Which uh, is fine, of, but, you know, yeah, just relay that us. information. We are very patient. But I will say this about them. They do seem a company who are determined to lower the cost of their products. Yeah, that I've noticed. Uh, and and you, Tim mentioned earlier about the we can't really call it a free tier, but you know that tier which allows you so much allowance a day for free. Um, that is brilliant, and that that is going to change, in you know a lot of things in a big way for a lot of people. So there's clearly a drive to do that. Working with companies like Bose, that is brilliant. I am going to say this though. I still think Apple are going to knock out the part next year with a new pair of glasses, and that is going to change everything. Just saying. Right, okay. There's two things. I know we're running out of time, so I'll be quick. But there's two two different issues here. The Bose glasses, just adding a camera to the glasses, they could do that today. That isn't an issue. But the difficulty comes in when you need to add a display to the glasses, which is what you're looking at for the Apple and any other smart glasses. Is that for the sighted people? What exactly, which is what they're going to be marketing these things for. The Bose, the Bose's, the Bose glasses, video glasses will be different as they don't need any visual feedback. So those could come out tomorrow. I can't see that being an issue. But the problem comes in trying to get in some lens display. That's difficult. Well, that'll be the other nice thing about the Bose is that it can be lighter and maybe less expensive because they won't have a display because they are meant to be sunglasses. And just to have a camera that you can get information and send it to your phone and all that. So, yeah, I think that'll be maybe, maybe I don't know if it'll come out before an Apple product. We don't know. But that will be something yes. that we will lean towards a lot faster than we will maybe an Apple or Google product that has a screen in it. It's such a, such a Bose fangirl, aren't you? Honestly, ridiculous. Being sponsored, no, I wish. I, I wish it had been sponsored. I wish they would send me Bose, please. Have you send picked me. up your Bose since you I, bought I them? I have, actually. I just had them on the other day. Have you? I have. Have you really? And, I, and, I'm, and I'm very okay. excited to get a new pair once uh, they, they work with Ira and a, and, a, and a camera. But no, I mean, this whole partnership with Bose and Ira and Ira coming to the UK, I mean, it is in Canada, it is in the US and Australia. And, and you're right. They, it seems like every time I turn around, 
they have another partnership and hopefully that'll continue to bring prices down, make Ira more available. I mean, they just added an airport in Toronto, the first one in Canada, Smithsonian Institute and the museums in Washington, D.C. are now all free for Ira users. So every time I turn around, there's another airport, a restaurant, a business, a museum that's offering free Ira service. So the, the more of that we get around the world, the better. Correct. Let me just balance that out by saying, and also, if you do use Be My Eyes, do check out the specialised support because they're adding more partners on that all the time. I know yeah. here in the UK they've added a few, and uh, yeah, it's great, Be My Eyes. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do it a couple of ways. You can email feedback at ami.ca. You can call and leave a voicemail, and do let us know on the voicemail if you're happy for us to use this message on air. One eight six six five zero nine four five four five. I'll say it again in my funny little accent for you. One eight six six five zero nine four five four five. You know when I hear the other AMI guys do this, it sounds really cool. It's like hey, one eight six six five zero nine four five four. I know we should get him. To- you do it, Tim. Go on, Tim. All right, all right. I think your funny little accent is is just fine, but but if you insist, we'll we'll give it the American spin. Ahem. All right, the number to call is 866-509-4545. You forgot the one. Right, moving oh, on. So close, oh, Tim. Oh, just you can't get the staff. Don't right. call us, we won't call you. Well, but see if you are in the United States or Canada, you don't need to enter the one, but yes, one. Before that number, please. I don't know what any of that means. No. Right, okay. Um, have we, we've got more uh, calls, emails. What have we got here, Sean? Well, we've got a voice message from Stan, who did call that number, one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. Here's Stan. Hello, my name is Stan Luttrell from Medford, Oregon, and I want to comment about a recent episode, this latest one, episode 90, of the Double Tap podcast. And, wow, where do I begin? So I'm going to condense this down as much as I can. I absolutely enjoyed the program, but the part that interested me especially was the talk about the um, convention, the time of the conventions that that are upon us. And people were talking about how there are probably less people going, but I think the problem is partially that it's awfully expensive if you're considering going to convention, and some of us are not joiners. Um, I can see the good in both organizations, and they're both doing great work here in the States, the ACB and NFB, but I can't justify spending money I don't have to go to a convention. And that I love hearing the podcast talking about the various technology, but it's also and it's also difficult to really try to test these things out like you're talking about. But uh I better stop here. This is Stan Luttrell from Medford, Oregon and yes, I always listen to the uh, AMI podcast as long as as well as the other one that Steve uh, Stephen Scott is associated with. Boo! Fake news. All three of you do a fantastic job. Take care, everybody. Hey, thanks, Stan. Oh, my new favorite message. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> You've got a new one now. That's nice. Oh, no, uh, thank you, Stan. That was very nice. But Excellent points. The expense is an issue, 
along with, as we said last week, mobility is also an issue. There's anxiety about getting places and travelling for some visually impaired people, and I'll put myself in that group. I definitely get anxious and slightly tense about travelling anywhere. Um, so that is an issue. But also, as we did say last week, I think you know the internet and the uh, abundance of online content does make a difference. Um, I can get a lot of information online. Of course, that's no substitute for getting hands-on with products or talking face-to-face with developers. But, you know, podcasts and websites and forums and everything like that, they do have an impact. And that's where I get a lot of my information. What Sean meant to say is that he gets all of his information from Double Tap here on AMI-audio. That's what oh, he meant to say. No, 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 we can't lie. <laughs> yeah, for all the latest information about weird food people have eaten, I come to Double Tap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but listen, also what Stan said about the expense is, is a good point because these can be expensive. Hotels and tickets and everything, it all mounts up. So, And we all know that Stephen's the one with the money until he buys me a ticket to see some. I, I had to buy the Space Odyssey theme right we're not getting to go to see some right it's not happening uh, right, that was a waste of money <laughs> it was worth a try listen we've got one more email i want to get to before we go uh this is from uh, billy burrell hi Stephen, sean and tim while listening to the double tap podcast last week your banter inspired me to write a short verse hope it gives you a chuckle oh and thanks to sean for dropping in the reminder to Stephen about the sooner ban review <laughs> you're welcome thanks i'm looking forward to hearing it next week as i'm still undecided whether to go for one of those or an apple watch keep up the good work it seems like such a long time ago that i sent an email to you asking about the sooner band and you said you would do a review i've listened to your shows every week since and the time it just keeps on a ticking Perhaps you've been busy with far better things like dining on sugary chicken. (laughs) Maybe I'll go to Manchester's site village to try one out for myself. Then it won't become another impulse by collecting dust on a shelf. Sean didn't travel to Birmingham but he might go to this one instead. If we could get them to do an Indian buffet to tempt him away from his shed. (laughs) Or perhaps we could hire a forklift truck and offer to give Sean a ride. Then load the shed onto the back of a lorry and drop it off right outside. (laughs) According to Tim it's not just the tech that keeps people coming back year after year. Apparently there's Nookie to be had there and I don't mean the ventriloquists there. But tech is all the time after I'm not going for trouble or strife. For if I showed interest in anything but gadgets I'd be choked out on the spot by my wife. Best wishes, <laughs> Billy Burrell. Oh, well, well done, done, Billy. Thank wow, you, Billy. That, that is brilliant. Amazing, what a way to round up the show. Um, sums up well, quite frankly. Um, yeah, the Sunu Band, I will definitely get to that next week. Actually, do you know what? I've been really enjoying the Sunu Band, and it, it kind of got a new lease of life after Site Village um, because I was sure how to use it. Um, strange how that works. Once you know how things work, you tend to use them. Gee, uh, what a concept. Who knew? Yeah. yeah, so I think I'll be uh, talking about that on the next week's show. And, uh, yeah, I've got the picture smart thing. I've got a laundry list here. You have. What are you guys doing? Nothing as usual. Correct. Thank you. I like it that way. <laughs> <laughs> feedback at ami.ca is the email address feedback at ami.ca we love hearing your feedback uh, thank you so much for taking the time it, it does mean a lot to us that you do that and um, you can call as well leave a voicemail let us know if it's okay to use it on air one 509 okay Tim one more go get it right this time that number is one don't forget the one 509 Bye next week. See you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you.
I'm going to mute my mic and I'll start playing it in. Okay. Three. No, 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 wait. Three, <laughs> two, <coughs> one. Playing. Space. Do you, want a, do you want another run of that one? <laughs> wow. That well, that is, I tell you, that's an introduction. It's different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, mine's was perfect. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.